0: Welcome to the General Aviation Podcast from the UK Civil Aviation Authority. Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of the UK Civil Aviation Authority's General Aviation Podcast. My name is Alex Blomley and today we're going to be talking to you about active carbon monoxide detectors. Some of you may have heard about our new survey into the use of active CO detectors that we launched at AeroExpo a few weeks ago. Feedback gathered through the survey will help to shape the future use of these devices and how they could be used in piston-engine aircraft. Evidence to date indicates active CO detectors capable of alerting pilots via oral and or visible warnings are a net safety benefit to all pilots and their passengers. And while the risk of CO poisoning may be known and understood by many GA pilots, the same cannot be said for consumers and third parties generally who may fly in piston-engine aircraft on a commercial or recreational basis. This is an important project, and we would appreciate you completing the survey if you've not done so already. The link to this will be included in the podcast notes, and we'd like to thank those of you who have completed this already. We do really appreciate your time in doing that survey. So last year and in one of our very first GO podcasts, we spoke with Thomas Weir from our policy team who was leading on this carbon monoxide project. And it's great to be able to welcome him back today. Hello, Thomas. Thank you for joining us. Hi,
1: Alex. It's great to be here. And thanks for having me back to provide an update on this important topic.
0: Thank you, Thomas. It's great to have you. So when we last spoke, you were about halfway through a 12-month study. The final report of that study was published a week or so ago. Can you share the key findings that you learnt from that activity?
1: Absolutely. So I'd first like to again thank the hundred or so volunteers who, who signed up to the 12-month study. Agreeing to complete the monthly surveys for a year really was a big commitment on their part. And getting that data has been very helpful for us and has improved our understanding of of how these low-cost active CO detectors perform in GA aircraft. So we really appreciate the commitment from all the volunteers. In terms of the, the key findings from the study, I'd say an important reason for conducting it in the first place was to gather data on CO alerts over the course of a full flying season. And whilst most participants in the study didn't experience any alerts throughout the 12 months period, which is obviously a good thing, about a quarter of them did. So, one finding that came as a bit of a surprise to me actually was the number of CO alerts that took place on the ground. So, during startup or Taxiing. So, yeah, we found about 60% of all alerts in the study were on the ground. We also found that quite a small number of participants made up a significant proportion of the total number of reported alerts. So, for example, about a third of all the alerts during the, the study came from just three participants, and about half of all the alerts came from just five. So, it was very, very concentrated. We also noted a a small increase in the number of CO alerts during the colder months, which is something that we expected, to be honest, and it's in line with other studies as well. But nevertheless, it was good to confirm that. The results from the study also confirmed that the number of CO alerts tends to increase with aircraft age. Again, this was something that we were expecting. About two-thirds of all CO alerts involved aircraft that were at least 41 years old. And actually, about 85% of all alerts occurred on aircraft that were at least 31 years old. So I should point out as well that there was a large number, a larger number of older aircraft participating in the trial. But even when we adjust for this fact, we still found that older aircraft experienced more alerts. It is worth emphasizing, though, that CO can be an issue for any aircraft, irrespective of age. The full list of findings is included in the final report that we've published. I'd say the real positive from the study was just how well these low-cost active CO detectors performed. Clearly, they're not perfect, but I think the study showed that they're a net safety benefit and can offer pilots and their passengers good protection from CO whilst also being very cost-effective.
0: Thank you for that, Thomas. So, for those of you listening who are interested in reading the report that Thomas was taking us through just then, we have included a link to that in our podcast notes. And we've also updated all of this information on our carbon monoxide webpage that we have on the GA section of the CAA website. So, Thomas, alongside the report that we published, we've also shared an updated safety notice as well. Are you able to go through the core update of that as well, please?
1: Sure. So I think the the safety notice already had a lot of very useful information in it, which we've kept. However, it was last updated a couple of years ago in April 2021. So even before the the 12-month study of the low-cost active seal detectives had even begun. So we felt it was probably long overdue an update and it was worthwhile To give it a a refresh as things have moved on a bit since then. And in particular, as I just said, the 12 month study has concluded and it's yielded some interesting and valuable insights. So we thought maybe worth including those in the safety notice.
0: Yes, that makes sense. And as I mentioned right at the beginning, we are running a new survey this summer. We launched that a few weeks ago. And Thomas, it'd be great to learn more about what you're hoping to gather and learn from GA Pilots on the completion of that survey.
1: Yeah, sure. As you said, we ran a survey in the summer of 2021 to gauge GA Pilots' awareness of CO as a risk, and it was also an opportunity for them to share their experiences with us of dealing with CO. Having done quite a lot of work in this space since then, we're keen to understand if we've had a positive impact on increasing pilot awareness of CO. So to help assess this, we're asking pilots if they fly with any form of CO detector, just as we asked them in in 2021, just to see if there's been a positive shift. And from an initial look at the responses so far, we can see that about 77% of respondents have indicated that they do fly with an active CO detector, which is really great to hear. And it's an increase on the the 50% from two years ago. So that's very positive. There are also some new questions in this survey as well. So for example, we're also keen to hear from GA pilots that get their thoughts on whether flying with passengers means it's it's more important to have a CO detector since passengers may not be aware of the risk posed by CO when they get in a, in a piston engine aircraft, or at least maybe not to the same extent that a qualified pilot uh, is aware. We also have a question asking, If there are any aircraft types, that pilots feel are less susceptible to CO due to their configuration. We recognize that the the GA fleet is is quite mixed. It's it's a very varied fleet. So we're keen to get people's thoughts on this as well. And since we do want to encourage more pilots to fly with an active CO detector, the survey also asks what would convince a pilot to start using one of these devices. We've seen a few initial responses from people who rent aircraft. From flying clubs suggesting that the decision to have a, an active CO detector is not theirs to make, since they're not the aircraft owner. I would strongly encourage the owners of club aircraft to fit active CO detectors to their fleet. And by protecting the individuals who rent out the aircraft, you're in turn, you know, protecting your asset, the aircraft itself. But I would also say to, to pilots who, who may be renting these aircraft that there's a wide range of cost-effective, active CO detectors available. And it's never been easier to purchase a portable device that you can take with you that's going to protect yourself as well as your passengers from CO rather than leaving it in someone else's hands.
0: So it's great to hear some of the responses that have come through from that survey and some really interesting points being raised there about aircraft ownership and responsibility. So when we were at Aero Expo. We were fortunate enough to be able to have a chat with a few GA pilots on this topic and the use of CO detectors. And this is what they had to say.
1: Nick Hurd. I've been flying for sort of 40 odd years, professional pilot throughout, sort of equal military and uh, civilian. And at the moment, I'm sort of concentrating on PPL instructing as, a, as an instructor and as an examiner. We do have a standard sort of strip type carbon monoxide indicators, which we you know, teach our students to keep an eye on. Um, but that's as far as we've sort of taken that particular uh, aspect of carbon monoxide monitoring. Having seen the presentation earlier on today and learned a little bit more about them, then yes, I can see the logic of using a, a, an active SEER monitor, given the sort of oral sort of warning capability that it gives as well, and indeed the fact that it's more or less an off-the-shelf type product and would go into an aeroplane pretty straightforward, like, perhaps like an ELT or something like that. So yes, I can see now, having seen a little bit more about it, that it might be a good idea to have
0: an aircraft. Nick Brooks. I fly a 3-axis Microlite Skyranger. I've passed my test about a year ago now. I want to minimise the risk of me dying and that's a good way of doing it. I can't see the gas, I can't smell it, so if I can help myself avoid it, then I will. Ian Shepherd. I've been flying
1: since 1991. Uh, had a big break and then picked it up in 2014 again and then became an instructor in 2016. All GA, no, no airlines or anything like that.
0: <laughs> do you happen to fly with an active carbon monoxide detector?
1: Yes I do, I have one in, in my bag because I'm instructing various aircraft, so I have one in my bag, um, fairly cheap one, but it works. That's in my bag all the time, so uh, and I would always have, have my flying bag with my licence and everything as well, so it's, uh, it's all in there. Malcolm Smith. I've been flying for about 25 years, currently fly a Piper Arrow. We've had a spot one for a while, but I've been considering buying a better one to replace that with. I've seen your surveys coming around, so I think, yeah. I I guess my question has always been, should I have one that's aircraft-specific, or can I just use any one from, like, B&Q or somewhere?
0: And one thing that did come up when we were talking to pilots, there was a slight hesitation, and we can hear that in um, the last pilot that we spoke with, over what device they should actually be buying. So I wonder, Thomas, if there was any advice that we could share on that?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. And there is a wide range of CO detectors on the market, so I can understand the confusion. The quick answer is no, you don't have to go for an aviation-approved device. So broadly speaking, CO detectors fall into two main categories. There's passive and there's active. Most pilots are probably quite familiar with the passive type. They're the ones that have the spot on them. It changes color when exposed to, to carbon monoxide. The biggest drawback of these detectors is that they have no attention grabbing capability. So unless you're actively looking at it quite regularly while you're flying, you may not even be aware that it's changed color. By contrast, active detectors, they have ways of getting pilots' attention, usually via alarms and flashing lights. And it's, it's these devices that we're encouraging pilots to consider. And again, there's a lot of choice out there, so it can be a bit overwhelming. Commercially available devices designed for home use or in motorhomes and caravans and boats are becoming quite popular amongst GA pilots. And it was actually these kinds of detectors that made up the majority of the ones that were used in the 12-month trial. And they usually cost around £20 and can have a sensor up to seven years' life and a battery life of up to 10 years, which makes them really very cost-effective. And although they're not approved for aviation use, as we found from the 12-month study, they do seem to work reasonably well in the the UK GA environment. So definitely a, a good option to consider. You can also get detectors that are designed and approved for aviation use. So these ones usually have additional functions and you know they adhere to specific aviation requirements. But as a result, they're more costly. They're typically around three, four hundred pounds, and then you have the installation cost on top of that, which would probably take them nearer to a thousand pounds. So if you want a more integrated Permanent installation, then I'd say they're a good option, but they do come at a price. We're also seeing active CO detectors being built in by manufacturers of other aviation equipment, such as headsets and and avionics equipment, as well, which is helping to increase the presence of active CO detectors in GA aircraft and it's giving pilots a further option as well. So there is a lot out there, but I'm pretty confident that people can find something that's going to suit their needs and and suit their budget.
0: So if a pilot listening today is unsure about specifically which device they should be buying, what would your recommendation be to them?
1: So in the the final report for the 12-month study that we published, we did include a, a full list of all the active CO detectors that were used by the pilots involved in the study. So people may find that quite useful. And then we also identified the five most popular devices that were used in the study as well. So starting with the most popular, at number one, it was the Fire Angel CO-9D, this followed by the Forensics Detectors CAR-001. In third was the the Veloxo CO detector, which is very similar to the, uh, the Forensics Detectors unit, just from a different manufacturer. And then the fourth most popular one was the Fire Angel CO9X. And finally, was the KIDA-10 LLDCO, which rounded out the top five. So those are the ones that pilots in, in the you know, study were using most frequently. And I've heard you know positive things about all of them. These are all available through either online retailers or well-known mm-hmm. DIY stores, as you mentioned, Alex. So I'd say that's probably a good starting point for anyone interested in getting an active CO detector. Additionally, I would definitely recommend pilots ask around and you know see what others are using, see what their fellow pilots are, are using. And as I said, with so much choice out there, I'm pretty confident that everyone can find something that will suit their needs.
0: Thank you for that, Thomas. And just to try and bring some of that to life, we have also produced a fact sheet on these top five devices that were highlighted in that study. We have included a link to that in the podcast notes. It's also on our website. So do please have a look at that for any advice on the devices that were used by the GA pilots as part of that 12-month study. And just as a reminder, if you have not registered with Skywise, we will also include a link to that in the notes do please register, tell your friends all about it. It was quite interesting, the number of pilots at Air Expo that were not registered for Skywise. So we did recommend that they do so in order to get updates, not just on this particular project, but on other activities that we are currently involved with at the moment. So please do register for Skywise. As I said, a link to that is in the notes. So Thomas, the survey will run until September and then what will happen next?
1: So we're going to be taking our small selection of active CO detectors to the LEA Rally, as we did at Aero Expo, and pilots will have a chance to look at them and get a sense of what these devices are like. We then plan to close the survey at the end of the summer, so early September probably, and we'll look to publish the survey findings shortly thereafter. Uh, We'll probably publish them as an infographic, which is what we did for the survey two years ago. And we've also got a safety sense leaflet in the works, which is dedicated to carbon monoxide. And the contents of that safety sense leaflet are going to be informed by the findings from the survey. So it's really important and helpful for us to get as many responses as as we can from that survey.
0: And I think it's also important to stress that flying with a form of CO detector is obviously a good idea and something that we fully endorse. But of course, it does not solely mitigate against the risk of any form of carbon monoxide poisoning.
1: Yeah, that's right. So prevention is always better than cure. So it's still really important that pilots and owners make sure the aircraft exhaust and all associated systems, including the heating and ventilation system, are in good working condition and are well maintained. If you do have a cabin heater in your aircraft and it hasn't been used for months, maybe following a a period of of warm weather flying in the summer, then the whole system should be thoroughly checked before a flight where it's likely to be used. And that's definitely going to help minimize your risk of CO exposure. But I would still very much encourage pilots to also fly with an active CO detector because while maintenance is the first line of defense, the detector is always a, a good backup.
0: And in fact, I seem to remember from looking in the report that there were a couple of responses from pilots showing that in some cases, the CA detector alarm going off had in fact been a result of an issue with a cracked manifold or some kind of problem with the exhaust. So it definitely helped in encouraging the pilot in that particular case to go back, get the aircraft in the hangar and, and check over the various different engineering elements to make sure that they were all fine.
1: Absolutely, yeah. We did see a, a few instances of pilots being alerted to a, a fault with the aircraft as a result of flying with a CO detector. So it's definitely a, a worthwhile thing to have.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much for your time today, Thomas. And just to say, all of the various reports and the survey link, for example, have all been included in the podcast notes. If you have any comments or questions either on this podcast, or if there's a topic you'd like us to cover, then do please get in touch with us at GA Podcast at caa.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. This is the CAA General Aviation Podcast.